On this episode of Exactly How, we're going to show you how to find and renovate commercial properties, how to find a unique type of commercial property that could be the best investment you can make, and how to find these properties while you're just walking your neighborhood on this episode of Exactly How. You're listening to the Exactly How podcast, where you'll hear the underground, closely guarded wealth building secrets of successful people around the globe. Discover exactly how to improve your mental, physical, and financial health. Feel better, make more money, live, give, and prosper in today's exciting, fast-paced world filled with opportunity for those who know exactly how. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Connected Investors podcast and YouTube show, Exactly How. My name is Ross Hamilton. I'm the host and the CEO of ConnectedInvestors.com. And today you're going to discover exactly how to renovate run-down commercial properties. Run-down commercial properties. Today we have the privilege to learn from a guy who inspires confidence and trust really with everyone he meets when he's working through the real estate investing process. And you're going to probably feel a lot of that throughout this, this show. Prior to his career in real estate, he financed film and television. Really interesting. But all of that changed, as fun and as interesting as that was, when he decided to finally jump into the business that he always wanted to do. It was very liberating for him to become a real estate investor. I would describe our guest as kind of the contrarian real estate pioneer. His name is Malcolm Silver, and today he's going to explain exactly how to renovate rundown commercial properties. Malcolm, thank you so very much for spending time with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. You know, before we dive into exactly how to renovate rundown commercial properties, Malcolm, you contribute a lot of your success to trusting your gut and following through until the end. Why do you think that's played such an important role in your success? I think uh, when you're buying a property, uh, a lot of it, it's, uh, it's a mixture of art and science. And uh, where the two meet, then you've got to decide eventually what your gut tells you. And um, it's just a feeling as to whether a building is good and whether it's, it's bad. Like you can look at the numbers and go through it from, you know, from top to bottom, but in, in the end, you've got to feel good that uh, this is a property that you can make into a, a winner. Yeah, you know, and following your gut is something that just seems like a, a saying. But Malcolm, it wasn't that too long ago I listened to a podcast about your stomach and how it actually has more connections than your brain. It's a second brain, your stomach. Really interesting stuff. So following your gut is, uh, is a lot more than a saying. There's, there's actually some intelligence there and all that bacteria you have in your stomach. Anyway, that, that's a conversation for another podcast, but <laughs> it, uh, okay. it definitely got my, uh, got my mind thinking. Now, for everyone who's new, what makes the Exactly How Financial Freedom podcast unique is every show comes with a detailed action plan where we pull the information out of our guests' heads and give you kind of a three-step process on how you can implement a proven wealth-building strategy. So to get the show notes, if you're driving, you don't have to worry about taking notes. To get the show notes, access to the gifts that Malcolm's going to give you and that we're going to give you, all you have to do is visit exactlyhow.com. And when you visit that site, you can also throw your name into the hat to win our $3,000 deal finding software that helps you find motivated sellers. And actually, the new version has a lot of commercial properties tied into it as well. It's our flagship software, and we're going to give it away to one of the lucky listeners here today. So 
Um, Malcolm, I just want to jump right into it. Uh, let's go ahead and really, uh, for someone who is brand new, let's define really what um, a commercial, when, I'm, I'm sorry, I've never messed up there before, but they have a, uh, a really weird thing plugged in there for my script. Before we jump in, for those of you that are just brand new to real estate, can you just really define, you know, commercial properties? Is that a, uh, a triplex, a duplex? Is that a, you know, an old Waffle House? Like, can you just explain some uh, of what a commercial property is? A commercial property for me is a building with typically a store on the, on the main floor and one or two levels of apartments up, up above. That's a typical yeah, commercial property for me. It's not a building that is all residential. So it could also be uh, a factory or a warehouse, uh, but that's not, not the area that I delve into. For me, commercial property is typically retail on the main floor and apartments up above. So that's, that's your niche within the commercial space? Absolutely. You can, go, you can go in so many different directions with commercial properties. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's the, the niche that I, that I have chosen. So yeah. I don't I don't buy factories. I don't buy warehouses. I don't buy apartment buildings. I don't buy houses. This is what I buy. Nice. And how long have you been buying these types of properties? And how many transactions roughly have you done? I bought my first building in '02, and since then I've probably bought about uh, 15 properties in total. Um, maybe closing, probably close, closing in on 20 miles. Great, great. And it's, it's really, yeah, it's a good, it's a good uh, niche you have carved out for yourself with that specific type of commercial property. So let's go ahead and jump right into the steps to kind of finding these properties. Before we uh, started the podcast, we broke down the three steps into finding the properties, into running the numbers, and then into buying it. So Malcolm, if you can share with me a little bit on how you're able to find these properties and you're all about finding properties that, that are in some sort of distress. So how are you finding these types of commercial properties in today's hyper-competitive market? These properties you find in a combination of ways. Uh, first of all, you alert agents to what it is that you want. And second thing you do is you, you, go, you become a street walker. You walk areas until, until you until you see the kind of thing that you like that's, that's clearly uh, offering that you think could offer opportunity, and then you talk to other people. You talk to other owners and you talk to other uh, store storekeepers. You, you ask what's going on in the neighborhood. Who's who's looking to move? Why 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 is why is there change here? And then the other thing that you look for is look for transit. Look how close you are to transit, what the transit is going to become like. Um, these are, I like, look, look for areas that you can see, where you can see the canary in the coal mine for a rising area. It could be something like a Starbucks moving in, or you know that then an, uh, a large rail train is going to come through, or a subway is going to come through. These are the, the, the areas. So it's a combination of factors. There's no one thing. Gotcha. So you're, you basically look for areas that you can walk. So you stay pretty close to your, uh, your location that you're 
that you're in, your, your, your own town? Typically, yeah. I, I, I typically, I, I stay with the, within one hour's drive of the office. And nice. Typically, I, I've always stayed within Toronto, where I'm based, and uh, now I'm finding that tr Toronto is now becoming too expensive, and I'm, uh, I'm buying in Hamilton. And Hamilton offers exactly the kinds of things that I like. It's a rundown area. There's a lot of development. There's a lot happening. There's uh, new transit coming in. There are new, new employers coming in. Um, and there's old property there that has been run down and neglected over the years. That's the kind of thing that I like. Now, why do you, why do you also like these properties where there's retail on the bottom and residential on, uh, on the second or third or fourth floor? I like commercial because I like dealing with business people. I like having business people as tenants. And I don't really like having uh, residential people as tenants. And I, I feel also when, when you're dealing with a commercial tenant, so the, the rents can increase and uh, they're much less protected than, than a residential tenant is. And so there's, uh, if there's a problem with getting the rent paid, uh, it's easier to deal with a commercial tenant than it is with a residential tenant here anyway. Gotcha. But your, your buildings seem to have a little bit of a mix is your, is your sweet spot, like part residential, part commercial. Does, does the commercial yeah. cover the, the cost of the whole building and then the residential is the, uh, you know, the cream on top for you to profit off of? Is that how you kind of set things up? No, you need, you need to have both. They, they all contribute to the overall profitability of the building. You, you couldn't survive just on the store on its own. I couldn't anyway. Yeah, gotcha. I didn't know if... If, you know, we had a billboard guy here the other day who was saying one side covers the, uh, his rents and everything, and the other side is where all of his, his profits are. So he has his, his two faces. So I didn't, I didn't know if that's how you ran uh, your business. Oh, wish it was. Yeah, yeah. So any other, any other tips on finding these, um, finding these, these properties? Uh, I mean, keeping your eyes open is, is definitely important. But anything else that you found that, that really helps you find the best deals? No, I think the most important thing is to, to walk the streets and look for properties and look, look for things. And, and the, the next most important thing is to talk to agents because agents know what's going on and they'll, and they'll send you stuff. And you just have to keep looking and looking until you find what it is that you like. There, there's no magic to it. Yeah. Do you use sites like uh, LoopNet at all or any online sites to help point you in the right direction? I guess you're in Toronto, so that's, you might not even have yeah. LoopNet. I don't use them at all. I, I use agents and I walk the streets. There you go. Talk to people. Yeah. yeah. yeah that seems, seems to work. To work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, great. So that's how you're able to find these, uh, these canary in the coal mine, right? These, these, okay. these, these good potential deals. You're keeping your eyes open and you're having conversations with agents and with the, the community to kind of see what's going on. And you're, you're looking for those markets where there is uh, some good appreciation. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. All right, so you're starting to, you're starting, you, find, you find one of these deals, uh, you have to contact the owner, I suppose, in, in some way. Uh, do you have any, any tips on how to find the owners of these buildings or because they're commercially owned, it's, it's relatively easy? Oh, you can look it up, it's, it's, it's straightforward. Uh, uh, typically, uh, I would be going through an agent and the, uh, if I'll find a property that I like, I'll ask the agent to contact the, um, the owner, 
the agent draws up the right. the, the offer, then we make it, and then we, we go forward from there, and then we do the fighting. Gotcha. You can just cut through all the clutter that, that way. We just, our previous uh, podcast we did, Malcolm, the, the individual was helping uh, listeners figure out which strategy was right for them based on how much time they had, how much money they had, and where their credit was. And for any of you who, you know, you don't have a lot of time, but you have some money and some decent credit, this is a, this is a great model uh, to where you don't have to run around like crazy competing for those, those, those fix and flip deals out there. So well, let's talk about the most important part of all of this really is, is running the numbers, figuring out if a deal is a deal, because just because it's a building that's listed doesn't mean it's going to be profitable. So how do, how do you run the numbers? I run the numbers. I, I come up with the, the price at the end. So what I do is I, I, I have a pro forma. I put in what I feel the, the, the rents will be and that I get from uh, my knowledge of what's going on in the street and talking to agents and talking to other owners. And, and, and then I come up with a, a bottom line. I, get, I estimate what the costs are going to be and I, I can see what the, what the net cash flow is going to be. And then from there, I'll use, that, uh, I'll use a multiple of that to work back to assessing what I consider to be a fair price. And, uh, and then you start the negotiation process with the, with the, the seller. You make the offer and you, you see where you, where, you, where you end up. Yes. So that, that's, my, that's how I do it. And I do that with every single building I look at. I guess with your, with your background in, in finance, that's probably a second nature to you to run those type of numbers and have a performa and, yeah. and stuff like that. For someone, who's, for someone who's watching this that doesn't really have the same uh, knack for numbers, how would, how would you recommend someone that, that hasn't been in finance try to figure out the numbers? Hire, an account, hire somebody who does know how to work with <laughs> numbers. Hire yeah. an accountant. Doesn't doesn't cost that much, and uh, that that's what you need to. Do. You've got to have the numbers straight. You can't go into it uh, on a blind basis. So if you don't know how to run numbers, that's fine. You, you know, there are other people that do, and it's there's no magic to it. It's uh, once you've done it, once you've done it a couple of times, it becomes fairly straightforward. It's just the assumptions are what you need to get right. Hmm. What kind of rent is going to uh, yeah. you're, you're going to be able to bring in and you know, how, how, how much you'll be able to increase that rent over the years and, and if you're able to increase the rent then the value of the building will, will rise That's, these are the things you have to look at now, how much it's going to cost to run the building what the taxes are going to be and the, the utilities that's it yeah I think the you know, based on something you said earlier your projections is kind of the, the art of it and running the numbers is the science, right? There's the, these are the numbers, but then where is this neighborhood going to be, uh, you know, in five or 10 years from now? And for those of you who have been listening to a lot of our podcasts, you're starting to see how it's all coming together because we had a great podcast on how to pick the right market. We had a great podcast on, you know, all of these different elements are all coming together here. And you're seeing how someone like Malcolm uses all of those different uh, tactics that we teach to, to get a deal done. Now, when you, when you, when you have this performer that you're running, use like an Excel sheet to, uh, to do something like that? Uh, what is a performa for someone who doesn't really, who doesn't really know? I, I use an Excel sheet. That's exactly what I use. And, and, and I've just created the, the performa over the years and I, I just use it on assessing every single property and it all has to go through that machine. Gotcha. 
So you kind of have an Excel sheet you use, you plug all the numbers into. Yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know one of the, uh, we're about to announce, announce the winner of the free software here, by the way, but I know you were going to give away a free download, uh, the 10 Habits of Successful Real Estate Investors. Can you tell right. me a little bit about this, this, this free gift? Oh, there you go. There's my book, okay? It's available on the website, so you can download it from the website. And the awesome. website is msilver.com. Great. Yeah, and we'll have a msilver.com. We'll have a link right at exactlyhow.com to, to take you there. Now, when, when someone goes through those, goes through those 10 habits, uh, what are they going to leave, leave with after, after reading that? I hope they're going to leave with the desire to go out and buy a building. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Now, uh, now, now, Malcolm, that's an, that, that's an awesome free gift, but I can already hear my members asking. Um, the performer that you use, do you have a blank version of that that you might be able to, uh, might be able to share? I can create one for you. I can. Yes. Oh, that's, that's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's, that, that's great. Malcolm's going to give you his performer he uses. Uh, we'll create an Excel sheet, maybe a Google Doc or something for you guys to go ahead and look at. And I think... Malcolm, if they have that, if they have that, they read your book, go over this a few times, they're probably, you know, getting on their way to being able to evaluate some of these commercial buildings. Yeah. 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 Well, before we get into uh, the next step here, which is actually buying it, and I'm excited about that, I want to announce the winner of the pre-MLS software. This software shows you every vacant property, every pre-foreclosure, every inherited property, the shadow inventory, the zombie properties, uh, motivated for sale by owners, every type of investment property you can want, including commercial as well now. And it's all in a beautiful user interface that allows you to manage the whole process. And the winner of this week's free giveaway is Ann Vale. Ann, congratulations. You visited exactlyhow.com, threw your name into the hat, and we're going to get you all set up with the software. Congratulations, Ann. All right, Malcolm. Um, let's talk about the third and final step, buying it. So you found it, you ran the numbers, it's great, it's time to buy it. Take me through your process on, on buying these properties. Once, once I have assessed the, what I consider to be the right price for the property, uh, I, then I look at what they're asking, and then I, 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 typically I'm, I will use an agent to make the, make the offer, and the offer will be usually below what I consider it to be worth. And then, then you have to go backwards and forwards through, through the negotiation process. So you, give yourself a, you, you give yourself a little bit of room. If you're willing to yes, pay 500000 your offer is 420 or something like that. So they can kind of come up. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's they, a great tip. Yeah. So that's what I've done. So if, uh, let, me just, let, me, let me just ask you about that real quick. If... If you throw in a kind of a, a lower offer and they, they don't respond to the offer, how do you respond to a no response? You ask them why, why have you responded? And they may say, well, the offer is ridiculously low. So then you say, well, what would you consider to be a fair offer? And you try and get out of them what it is that they would, what they would really be prepared to accept or what the terms are that they want. They may find that if you can offer them a very fast close, that that'll make it more attractive if they're under pressure. 
Um, so there's there's no magic to it. You, it's a bit of a backward, backwards and forwards for negotiation. You see, you, sometimes you're able to deal with a, a seller that's reasonable, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes, but uh, you, typically you use the agent for that. It's um, I think it's good to meet to meet sellers. It's not always good to meet buyers. And um, if you can't go and meet the seller, then it's a good thing to do to try and work out terms. And that, that's sometimes you can do it, sometimes you can't. Otherwise, you have, just have to go through the agent. Yeah. 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 When you're going through an agent, sometimes working out terms is, is challenging. Uh, in a previous episode we did, we talked about all the different ways to structure creative deals when the seller says no. Uh, on how to on how to still get the deal to the closing closing table on numbers that numbers that work for you, so you talked about buying it. How are you how are you financing most of your most of your acquisitions? And typically, I'll, I'll go to either a bank or a credit union, and I'll borrow between sixty and seventy percent, and then I'll have to put up the equity for the the balance for the thirty to forty percent. And sometimes that equity I'll syndicate. So I'll put together a small group of investors and we'll all contribute to the equity. I will always have uh, some of my money in and that's how we do it. Yeah, great. So you got the bank putting up the bulk of the money and then you go to other investors, they throw in and you get the deal done. Yep, that's the way. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm, let me ask you a quick question here. What do you think your life would be like if you never made the leap into real estate? I'd be miserable. <laughs> I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be thoroughly unhappy, unhappy and unfulfilled because this is what I really always wanted to do. So I, I'm living my dream. So I enjoy what I do. Man, and that is, uh, that's so good to hear. If you didn't get into real estate, he would be miserable, but you made, you made that leap. You, you did what you had yeah. to do. Any interest? Yeah. I'd be miserable. That's, that's my favorite answer out of everyone I've asked. I'd be miserable, just straight <laughs> up. Um, any, interesting, any interesting stories from the, from the film world? Did you finance anything big or fun? No, it was mainly television or smaller, smaller films. Uh, wasn't there. Gotcha. Not, nothing, nothing amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to jump into the rapid fire section of this podcast uh, where I'm just going to ask you a few questions and just let me know what, uh, what comes to mind. You ready? Okay. Sure. On a scale of one to 10, how strict were your parents? Nine. <laughs> All finance. Anyone who's in finance in, in any way always has the strictest parents. That's yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's almost a hundred percent. Yeah. Are you a, the type of guy who gets up early or stays up late? Uh, I, I get up early. What's the, your favorite or most recent book that you read? Um, I just read The Power Broker, um, the biography of Robert Moses. It was this, the, the key planner of New York and from about 1930 to 1970. It's uh, 1,100 pages. It's a remarkable book. It tells uh, how he laid out everything, all the roads and parks and bridges of New York. He, he is a major builder of New York. Nice. Nice. I love biographies, especially from that, that time period. That, that, that's a good one to throw on the list. If you could be any superhero, who would it be? Well, 
Warren Buffett. <laughs> that's my favorite answer right there. Wow. Yeah. That's my, everyone just says Superman, right? They hear superheroes. Uh, <laughs> oh, Warren Buffett. I love it. Um, what's something everyone, what's that? Did I let you down? No, no, no. You made, uh, you made, you made my day with that answer. What is something that everyone should do less of? Administration. Something everyone should do more of? Uh, look for, meet, meet more people. Talk to more people. Within your lifetime, do you think people will visit Mars? No, <laughs> not in my lifetime. <laughs> Bitcoin, bang or bust? It'll, uh, it'll ultimately be a bang. It will. Not just yet, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. But the technology behind it is, is extraordinary, and that's going to be used. To, they, whether the, uh, the coin will be a success, I don't know yet. Yeah, blockchain is something, something uh, exciting. And what year do you think the next recession will be? Next year. 2020? Yeah. Man, we're getting uh, a lot of people asking that question. A lot of people answering uh, 2020 that, to that answer. As a, um, let me just, I don't want to end on that type of a low note, but here, but as a real estate investor, are you excited about the next recession? Yes. There you go. Bring opportunity with a, with a capital O. Great opportunity in, in any recession. Well, Malcolm, thank you so very much for taking the time to uh, speak with me and all of our many, many listeners. Uh, we're really excited to have uh, had this opportunity to talk with you. Thank you. All right. For everyone else here who is still listening, you made it to the end of the show, which means you finished what you start. Only 30% of people actually finished any podcast. So it means you found a lot of value here today. If you can just uh, like this tag someone you know, share this video, at least, at least leave us a comment on what you learned or what you liked or just say hello. It, we really thrive off your interaction. It gets us really excited to keep the shows coming. We have some amazing podcasts in the archive at exactlyhow.com and we have some amazing podcasts coming. So I look forward to seeing you on the next show. Bye-bye. The Connected Investors app connects you with investors, notifies you of available properties, helps locate cash buyers and secure private funding to close deals. Set up in seconds to become a member of the Connected Investor social network. Now you can scroll through your main feed to find cash buyers, see investment properties not available to the general public, and network with investors by adding your own comments to a thread to keep the conversation going. The Control Center is your connection to add properties to sell start new discussions, connect with local investors, and even find private funding. The notifications tab will keep you alerted to new investment properties and offers. You'll also find new friend requests to connect directly with the community to build your network. From the property marketplace, you'll be able to find, favorite, and make offers on investment properties. Download Connected Investors today to find, figure, fund, and flip investment properties on the go.